Hello, Charlie. Charlie One. This is Granite Zero. Welcome back, troops, to another instalment of the Granite Zero podcast. It's good to be back, as always. And I'm back with another unedited, unscripted fucking 30 minutes plus of me talking rubbish. Nah, it's not rubbish. Um, I've always got something important to say. You should know that by now, troops. Now, where to begin? (laughs) Now, I've had a good positive week this week. Um, I've had some really good news at work. Um, Home life is all really, really good. Um, And just everybody keeping in touch and and being there for me when I when I need them, you know. Uh, I finally downloaded Pro Evo after Durham was freaking bugging me for months. And guess what? It's a shit. So glitchy, man. It's nothing on FIFA. I don't. I used to love Pro Evo, but that is just pants. You try pressing buttons to try and call for the ball for it to be passed to you, and it don't work. It's crap. So. Pro Evo, nah, I'm all good, I'm all good, um, but also downloaded that, um, that Sea of Thieves, and, uh, Darren was bugging, bugging me to play it, he was like, you're gonna come be a pirate today, you're gonna come, hey, 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 you're gonna, you gonna come bit today, no, not today, are you gonna, you know, that's what it was like, it was like, are you gonna come and play today or not, bother, <laughs> but in the end, I, uh, I, I managed to, uh, download it, and, yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. It's well funny. You're on your little ship going just looking for buried treasure and all that sort of fun stuff. It's all good. You know, it's little things like that that just relaxes you. You know, you get home from work, you know, ah, just flick the Xbox on, have a little game. I'm really big into Red Dead. I love being a cowboy. I like to decapitate the bounty hunters after they try and come and get me. You know, that sort of thing. Uh, even, Even the girls are like, Dad, that's disgusting. Why are you blowing the bounty hunter's head off with, with a sawn off? Because he tried to take my life. You know, I'm just protecting myself. Protecting number one, you know, rules of engagement don't engage until fired upon. So, minimal force. He shot me with his little revolver. Ooh, I'm going to blow your head off. So, winning, if anything. But yeah, I had a really good week at work. Um, some pretty decent news coming my way um i'll keep you posted on that when when it uh blossoms into what i hope it to be um and yeah just it's, it's good to see uh people that are close to me also feeling happy and um and moving on uh through their tough times which is always good um even at home uh missus is like chilling out with fucking cleaning the 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 house i used to come home and he'd be like why get this done get that done yeah it's definitely taking a bit of a step back and and chilling out as it were um but yeah everything's all positive and it's little things that that really help and really work i think and i've said it in a previous podcast i'm really a firm believer in the um idea that physical activity will help you mentally you know and um i I still am a firm firm believer in that in all aspects right 
And I was watching on Amazon Prime the Mark Omrod um, documentary that he's got out on Amazon Prime. And I'm telling you now, you guys need to check it out. Because the guy's been through so much and he's used um, fizz to basically keep him on track with a lot of things. You know, he's a very physical person anyway, former Marine. And uh, he also did a, a number of martial arts as well. And obviously his his uh, incident in Afghanistan that took both of his legs and one of his arms, making him the first triple amputee in a, from Afghanistan. You know, obviously that is a huge life changer. But he didn't let it stop him. He didn't let it, like, make him the person that he is. You know, he still had goals, he still set himself goals, like weekly goals, monthly goals, yearly goals, that sort of thing. He always had something to, to push himself towards, whether it was walking on his legs um, all the time, or whether it was this, this and this. And it takes you through his journey from his accident up until when he uh, competed in the Invictus Games. And it's just a truly inspiring story. It really is. It shows what the the human mind can do when it when it puts its mind to it, you know. And that's what it, it really um, inspired me to want to do my fitness challenge even more. Um, and you know, my fitness challenge, like I've said before, is not a, it's not going to be an easy feat. Um, it's going to be uh, approximately 130 miles with 75 pounds of kit, which is uh, the RAF Regiment fitness test weight, which is 35 kilos. I believe um, it's going up to 40 kilos. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so it will be over about five days, 28 miles a day, something like that. Me and Clarkie are going to uh, uh, organise that. And it's going to be in behalf of the RAF Benevolent Fund is what I'm going to choose uh, being a former airman. Um, so that's that's the idea, you know, and the idea is and I say it all the time is I'm going to break down my body so that it fixes the mind. Because once you're at your lowest physically is when your mind kicks in to then tell you to keep going and not give up. And. It's true in in the, the sense of uh, fizz and it's true in the sense of life that when you're knocked down and you're at your darkest, your lowest, there's always something there that's going to kick in and and keep you driving forwards. Um, you know, you can't change what happened yesterday. You can't. That's that's in that's history now. It's in the past. But you've always got today and tomorrow and forever onwards you know to make that difference whether it's performing this crazy challenge or whether it's setting other goals or whether it's just going to the gym once or twice a week whether it's doing this as long as you're bettering yourself and you're finding a little bit of focus a little bit of something Having that will help you mentally come to grips with different things. Like already yesterday, after watching the documentary, I was like, right, I've got to get this sorted. I've got to get it done. 
uh, June, July 2020, I'm doing it. Whether it's with uh, with me pal Clarky and just me and him, or whether other people want to join in, that's entirely up to you. But for me, this has taken me from my own dark places that I've been in, and those of the those of you that are close to me understand how dark I have been uh, recently. Um, to now finding myself again, you know, whether that was uh, going to Smith's toy store, grabbing a grabbing a new basketball, and just going to basketball and going. I fucking love this sport. It's been my passion since I was seven years old. And now having my two daughters want to go out in the garden with me just to bounce the ball about, just like I used to do at their ages, you know, has really found me a little focus on, on something that, that that's, that's me. Because, yes, I am dad. I am the husband. I am the security officer. But where, where, where's Sean gone? Where's Tomo? Where is he? And he's there. He's, he's, he's on his way back out. He's like, all right, how's it going, mate? You know, um, but finding uh, basketball, you know, I talk um, uh, most days now with, with my friend Chris. Um, it's usually about basketball or, or what, how we used to play when we were kids, um, that sort of thing. And I've known Chris for... 31 years and he knows he's he's he knows me inside and out he knows when i'm i'm down and happy he knows all that um and he's someone along with a few other people that when i did get to my lowest i sort of didn't tell them you know and then they say as soon as i come out of that they're like why don't you tell me you wally it's like, oh, I don't know, I just felt a bit embarrassed, you know. And that's why every now and then you seek out um, like a third party, someone who's who's not immediate family and someone who's not like down the road. And it, it's just a little outlet and it really helps. It really does, you know, having someone to listen that doesn't judge or or. Um, Yeah, it doesn't judge you for, for what's gone on in your life and doesn't judge you because you're feeling down and low. They just help you bring yourself back up. And, it, and it's nice to have people around you like that. It really is. Um, but back to the, the uh, fitness challenge, you know, if you, if you want to join, you can just hit me up on Twitter at Granite Zero or on Instagram at Granite Zero Pod and uh, you can join join the team. You know, but it's it's not going to be an easy feat. And that's the whole idea of it is to break myself down so that I can see the when I'm at my lowest, I can physically, I can mentally re-engage to get myself back up and carry on for the next day and the next day and the next day until we complete it. So it's going to be from uh, Plymouth. That's a lie. Not that far. That's like 200 miles. It's going to be from Portsmouth. Um to Dover, probably end up at the, uh, the cliffs by the War Memorial, excuse me, um, that, that's the idea, um, tabbing away, getting it done, you know, it's going to take a lot of effort, it's going to take a lot of training, and I found that 
when I put myself through these challenges and I start training, I do feel better about myself. It's when I don't train and don't do things for myself that I start to spiral down into this dark, shitty place, you know. And when I did my Spartan race, I was out training every day, um, also doing, uh, taking fitness classes, that sort of thing. But the real time that I found myself was when I was boxing. And what I did was I did one of those white collar events. Uh, it's coming up to about two years now. And I focused myself on putting myself through the eight week fight camp. Yeah, I could have got my weight down a little bit more. But when I saw the the size on some of the people that I could potentially be matched up with, excuse me was uh they were a lot bigger because I, I was a start weight of about 95 96 maybe even 98 and i smashed myself to the point where i was training two times a day if i wasn't or i was at work i'd come home and i would go for a run when i got home i was running from uh home back to uh, the in-laws uh before dinner I was eating right I was training right I was feeling good and the weight came down and as the weight was coming down I was beginning to feel happier about myself I was looking at myself in the mirror and thinking yeah I'm, I'm looking I'm looking all right you know um, and the more I trained the happier I was becoming and and there's definitely a connection between training and your mood so definitely if you're someone who uh, struggles with anxieties and um, depressions, I highly recommend doing some sort of physical activity. Whether it's going to the gym. A lot of people that suffer from anxieties and things like that don't like the fact that they go to the gym because they feel like people are staring at them. They're not. Um, as fit as some people, etc., etc. What you got to remember is, everybody goes to the gym for the same reason. They want to better themselves. Yeah. So you're all there for that same sort of goal. Those of you that judge you when you go to the gym, I know it's hard, but they got to be ignored because they're not, you know, they're not the type of people you need to socialise with. They're they're up their own ass um narcissistic sort of people that want that try and make themselves feel better by putting others down so i can understand why people don't like going to the gym because of those sorts of people however there are other avenues um you can do a home workout you know you can do 20 minutes um hit training in your house you could just do a seven minute burpees challenge each day you could do 300 press-ups a day, that sort of thing. Um, you can go up and down the stairs a number of times. You can squat at the bottom of the stairs, squat at the top of the stairs. There's all sorts of different things that can help uh, with these sorts of um, activities, mindsets, that sort of thing. And, and doing that is one thing. I highly recommend a boot camp style fitness. Obviously, I'm going to push for progression fitness to be 
sold out there because I am an employee of, of, of them. But I highly recommend training outside. You work and um, you work like 24% harder outdoors than you do inside. Because your body's got to regulate your heat, your temperature. You've got to warm you up, cool you down. There's no air conditioning. So if it's a hot day, you're going to work even harder. If it's cold, you're going to work even harder than that to warm up. And I'm telling you now, it really helps. It really helps. The connection between them is, is huge, definitely. So... Between doing a fitness challenge, just going to the gym, setting yourself goals is another huge thing. Set yourself a couple of little goals. I want to lose a couple of inches off my waist. I want to be able to row the 500 metres faster than I did two weeks ago. I want to just walk around the block and eventually turn that into a jog and eventually turn that into a run. You know, um, and and in turn, creating these goals, you, you'll feel better because you'll you'll get there and you'll 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 do your goal, and then it'll be like, bosh, that's that, smash that, you know, um, and it, and every time you beat a goal, you feel better about yourself. Um, but the trick is, if you don't make your goal, don't beat yourself up about it. Use that as motivation for the next goal. Yeah. Oh, I didn't quite make losing three pounds this week. I missed it by half a pound. Ah, oh, I'm going to work harder for next week or the week after that. That's, that's the best thing to do. That's the best thing to do. So, yeah. Um... Back to back to the the boxing. I went off on a bit of a tangent there. Um, so I trained like a boxer for for those eight weeks. Eight right, trained hard, all the time, and eventually come to the fight. And I felt so strong, so fast, so like, fit. And I saw the other guy, and I was like, "This guy's got nothing." He was. A good four or five inches taller than me, sure. Um, and he was a lot fatter than me. But, you know, I put the effort in and there was no way I was losing with my missus and my family and everybody in the in the crowd watching me and cheering me on. And uh, I ended up stopping him in the second round. But I felt so much better. I was warming up. He was just sat down. I was hitting mitts. He was outside having a burger. That's the difference in, in in mentality he he was coming for a jolly where i was coming in to hurt him basically but yeah that's that's that and and you know i'm sure he felt gutted afterwards i was ecstatic and that sort of comes like onto my next sort of um topic which was um it was sort of talked about on uh, this morning it was talked about in the paper and it was um ant middleton that was talking about uh how he doesn't encourage his, his son to cry and and show emotions and things like that. Uh, I think it was called toxic masculinity. Should boys cry, basically? 
Um, I'm I'm a bit of a crier myself. You know, I'm a I'm I'm quite sensitive. Uh, even more these days uh, than I have been before. I was quite dead inside, um, but I always had that little bit of something that if I if I was told off, you know, as a kid, I would I would I'd be there on the verge of crying, you know. Um, if you get hurt, that sort of thing um, is crying good. Is it okay for boy for for girls to cry and not boys? That sort of thing. Like, I'm I'm sort of torn between this because I can see both sides of it. Because first side, you know, if you don't let out your emotions, they're going to bottle up, and then eventually you're going to erupt into this in, into this mess. Yeah. But there are times when you need to. And there are times when maybe it's not as important to to have a have a cry, and I even say it with with my daughters as well. It's like they'll fall over and hurt themselves, and it's like I I, I know it hurts, but the pain is only temporary. You're only crying now to get an effect. You're trying to get the comfort, which I completely understand because everybody needs comfort. Sure little cuddle on that like if if the girls fall over themselves cut themselves i'll give them love and and, and affection sure but then i'll tell them right it's done now up you get the other day jess was like a complete plonker climbed over the fence somehow she climbed over but couldn't climb back over and was shouting help at the top of her lungs and crying get a neighbor come over how bad do we feel as parents and a neighbour come over saying your kids shouting help in the garden. He's like, why are you shouting that? You don't need help. You've got yourself over there. Get yourself back over. Stop needing, you know, help all the time with things. Because if I keep helping you, you're never going to know how to do it. It's little things like that. But with, with the with the crying, I'm I'm all for showing emotion. Because emotion is what uh, takes us through life. Yes, I understand there's uh, times and places to not show emotion. Uh, there's also, you know, times and places where you need to show some emotion, show some empathy, that sort of thing. Um, you know... As as a man, you want to try you want to try and be strong. You don't want to be oh look at that guy there, he's a fucking crybaby, that sort of thing. Um, but it's not the case, especially these days. You know, it's all good, well and good having the the tough upper lip, stiff upper lip, that sort of thing. You know, it's all well and good having that. But sometimes you need to just take your son or your daughter to one side, give them a cuddle, and say, look, it's fine. It's fine. Cry if you need to. You don't need to cry every time you lose a sports match or a running race. Um, you can feel annoyed. You can feel pissed off. Sure. But you don't need to cry about it. That sort of thing I can understand. Saying to your son or daughter, you've just lost. You don't need to cry about it. Yes, it hurts, but it's not going to end your life. To the same 
you know, you might, if you did say, oh, it's okay, give us a cuddle, and they get upset that way, after a sporting event, it, it, that, that, to me, you don't need to be quiet, excuse me, over, over, you know, a bit of, uh, a bit of boxing, you know, I know you've worked hard, and all this, and sometimes your emotions spill out, that sort of thing, you know, it's a, it's, it's a tricky, it's a tricky one to sort of dissect, but that's, that's my opinion, there's, there's a time and a place to show your emotion, I feel, I'm not saying don't cry, I'm not saying don't show your emotion, but there's also a time and a place, this has come from someone who's sat on his own in tears before, still not 100% know why you're in that place, but it happens, you know, um, I used to get seriously down and, and, and annoyed if I lost, but anything, you know, I wanted to just be on my own, um, but I was I was brought up as 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 a winner, uh, you know. You got to you got to try and do your best at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, the, the, there's a time to be strong, and then there's a time to be emotional. I feel a couple of examples. Um, recently, Kate's granddad passed, and we went to the funeral and you know that there's a time where where you of course you're gonna you're gonna show your grief you're gonna be in tears but for me I didn't want to show too much emotion I wanted to be there for for Kate and her family for someone for them to look at me and 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 feel that they can cry on my shoulder that sort of thing and not and for some reason, I didn't feel that I needed to show my emotion in that way. You know, I wanted to be strong. I'm sure Brian would have wanted me to stand strong and be there for Kate and 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 the family. So I didn't show too much emotion. It it, it was tough. Don't get me wrong. And another example of of, of that is is quite a sad story on on my part uh with with kate um hopefully she doesn't mind me telling this story but before jessica we fell pregnant with twins and uh, unfortunately we lost lost the twins uh we lost one before kate kate was feeling really 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 in pain and uh, we she we obviously miscarried then um, and then we went to the private hospital to check um, to check on the the other the other uh, baby and when we got there there was no heartbeat and and we'd lost that one uh, obviously we were devastated um, but I had to try and remain strong you know comforting Kate in in this period in this period um as 
it would have affected her more than it would have affected me. You know, she was bringing light, uh, trying to bring life to the world and we lost them. So I, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't show emotion. So, um, I dropped Kate off at her mum and dad's. She went in still quite upset. And I was like, just go on in. I'll be in in a minute, you know? And I sat in the, in the, in the, in the car, in the driveway. And I, I, I just broke down and, and cried, you know? And that, that's something that, that, happens you know sometimes you just need to have that man minute on your own it's okay to cry it's okay that's that's i'm part i i i believe emotion should be should be there um in all things whether you choose to show it or not is another thing you shouldn't just teach your kids not to show emotion but you should also teach them time and places to to air you know uh, show your love and all that sort of thing anyway into um a bit of sports sports news current events that sort of thing uh i for one i'm glad that today is the final game of the season uh as a united fan i'm not looking forward to thursday night tv um but I am also looking forward to the fact that it's Love Island coming up. So all my United fans have got something to look forward to. Um, no, nah, but at the end of the season, couldn't come soon enough. Um, United need a big shuffle, uh, get rid of some dead dead wood. Um, already they're losing uh, Ander, Anders Herrera. I'm gutted because he's a leader. He should have been the club captain, not Ashley Young, in my opinion. Ashley Young has done a great job at position. But he's not a captain. Not a captain, in my eyes. Um, uh, there's rumours that one matter might be going to someone like Brighton. I'm gutted, like, because he's another one who, who's always been there and has always performed brilliantly in every game that he's played. But yeah, there needs to be a big reshuffle uh, from top to bottom. You know, that includes the board. And, and the directors of football, etc. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, that's my opinion on, on United. You know, I'm not going to go too much into it. Last game of the season, United need the summer to regroup and reevaluate what the fuck is going on with the club. But for neutrals, we have finally proved that we are the greatest footballing nation with having... Liverpool and Spurs in the Champions League final and Tottenham and Chelsea and Arsenal in the Europa League final. So the four European finals, four English clubs, couldn't get any better. Couldn't get any better. You know, you've got City going for the champion, uh, the the Prem and the FA Cup. Good luck to them. Um, Liverpool still in, a, in with a shout with getting the Prem. Good luck to them. And the Champions League against Spurs. Um, I, for one, would prefer Spurs to win the uh, Champions League just because I cannot stand Liverpool and I cannot stand how they, well, I, I say how they talk about their history, but that's what United fans have been doing now. Oh, well, we won this many. 
But that's what they... <laughs> Excuse me. That's what they'll hold on to for the next however many years. Um, but yeah, and then uh, Chelsea-Arsenal. Prefer Arsenal to beat Chelsea, obviously, with uh, my brother being an Arsenal fan. Um, so yeah, I just think it's brilliant for football, brilliant for English football that we got four English teams in the uh, in the cup finals. Uh, hopefully Watford um, turn up and beat City as well in the FA Cup. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Other sports news: my mighty Sixers almost fluffed it, didn't they? Almost, they were two one up with a chance to go um, three one up. Uh, they. Fucked that up, didn't they? It went to uh, 2-2, and then uh, straight on the back of that, the Raptors beat them again to make it 3-2. I thought going into game six, they would um, uh, beat us and beat us uh, convincingly to go 4-2 and, uh, and, and, and done. But no, we came back and took game six, so it's going to game seven. These playoffs are hot, hotting up. And uh, that's tonight, I believe. Um, yeah, and the same with the uh, Premier League as well. Um, we'll find out who wins that. So I'll talk about that next week. Um, some decent fights over over the weekend. You know, fights over in Brazil. Um, what a finish by Jessica Andrade. She dropped uh, Rose Namajunas on her head like a pile driver um, and basically finished her that way. No, Anderson Silva lost. He needs to retire. Jose Aldo lost. Probably needs to retire. Um, and BJ Penn has now got the longest losing streak in UFC history. Seven on the bounce. Hey, guess what? You need to retire. There's only so much punishment you can get, especially coming up to that age, and you've just ruined your legacy almost, you know, by carrying on fighting. You didn't need to. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Fight Night Brazil, I'm pretty sure most of the Brazilians lost. <laughs> um, over at Bellator, uh, the WWE bloke, Jack Swagger, I think his name is actually Jack Hager, um, he won again. Uh, moving on, <coughs> uh, you had Lima versus Michael Venom Page. Now, Michael Venom Page is supposed to be the next up-and-coming superstar. You know, excellent striker, dangerous fighter. Um, Ten and O English fighter. So you obviously want the English fighter to win, but unfortunately, he got knocked the fuck out. Maybe you've been a bit too cocky. Hands down, lunging in with strikes, got caught. Finished. Finish him. But yeah, that's that's the that's pretty much the fights. You know, I'm not gonna break them down because uh, I didn't I didn't watch them. I didn't watch them. But yeah, um, coming up to the end of the uh, the podcast, you know, that I, I I covered quite a fair bit of um, content today. Um, smashed through it pretty quick, to be fair, and it's been been brilliant as always i feel like i'm on the up you know i've got the the challenge coming up uh in my head i've got to get it all sorted out um you know i've got people around me that that are still there that are always there checking in on me you know making me feel good 
Um, so yeah, uh, always a shout out to um, veterans and veteran causes. So 50 cal coffee, as always, you know, if you don't drink 50 cal coffee, what the fuck are you doing? Do you, do you, do you like ISIS? Because... <laughs> nah, 50 cal coffee, get amongst it. Um, Combat Fuel, again, or give some of their um, profits to uh, Help for Heroes, so two great causes. Two great causes. And uh, another big shout out to Mark Omrod and his um, documentary on Amazon Prime. Go out and watch it, uh, share it, spread it, give him feedback. You know, it, it was a really, truly inspirational, um, inspirational um, documentary. And um, yeah, that's all I've uh, really got time for. So thank you very much for listening, guys. Um, I will be back as soon as possible. Hopefully I can sort out my technology and my fucking biff of a, a techno brain. But yeah, um, all good. All good in the hood. Um, yeah, so just a quick one for today. And uh, I'll speak to you guys soon. I've been Tomo, this has been the Granite Zero, and as I say in the regiment, per ardua, through adversity. I'm Tomo, and I'm out. Hello Charlie, Charlie One, this is Granite Zero. Out.